Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Need a metabolic reset? Try HealRight Micronutrient Bars. When eaten daily for eight weeks, clinical studies showed HealRight can improve cholesterol, blood sugar, and weight management. And great-tasting HealRight works without additional diet or lifestyle changes or the serious side effects of medications. Visit HealRight.com with code HEAL for 15% off. H-E-A-L-R-I-G-H-T.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. That shit crazy. On a Tuesday! It's All Even with your boy Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud as well as YouTube. So like, share, and subscribe to that. It's a beautiful Tuesday. Lots to get into. On a Monday sounds better, but listen. On a Tuesday will happen from time to time as well. We got a lot of stuff to get to. NFL, Week 7, Monday Night Football. There's some NBA news in regards to when the NBA may start. There's a lot of players that not too happy about that as well. Des Bryant is back in the NFL. Jets or Cowboys? Who's worse? And the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. Week 7 is in the books. We had Monday Night Football last night. We had a nice Sunday as well. But there's three games that I want to talk about. Obviously, we're going to get into the Monday Night Football game between the Rams and the Bears. But I also want to talk about the Steelers and Titans, as well as the game of the week to me between the Cardinals and the Seahawks. So let's just jump right into the Pittsburgh Steelers and Tennessee Titans. Steelers win this game 27-24. to Steelers were dominant in the first half. They led this game 24 to 7 at halftime. And, you know, Tennessee continued to pick away, pick away. But the defense showed up late in that game for Pittsburgh. They sealed the deal. Ben Roethlisberger didn't have a great night. He had 268 yards passing, two touchdowns, three interceptions. James Conner, 82 yards on the ground. Juju Smith Schuster, he's been missing for like the last three or four weeks. He had nine catches for 85 yards. Deontay Johnson came back and had nine catches, 80 yards, and two touchdowns. But the defense was good. The defense was actually really, really good. They stepped up big. For the Tennessee Titans, Tannehill had a decent game. 220 yards passing, two touchdowns. Derrick Henry, 75 yards on the ground, a touchdown. But his long for the day was only 17 yards. Pittsburgh kept him in check. But the big story tonight offensively for the Titans was A.J. Brown. Six catches, 153 yards, and a touchdown. Corey Davis got into the end zone. But Pittsburgh stifled their running game. When you can be able to stifle Tennessee's running game, that's how you beat them. And that's why I picked Pittsburgh to win this game for my NFL picks. I knew that those linebackers, you know, minus Devin Bush, was going to be able to get into Derrick Henry's face, get him down, tackle him. T.J. Watt is a problem. So I I knew that this would be a nice matchup between these two teams. Somebody had to win. Somebody had to lose. They're still two good teams. I think the Steelers are probably the 
second best team in the AFC behind Kansas City. So, you know, they're, they're in position to really make a nice run. I, I think that they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. And so are, so are the Titans. I think the, the top three teams in the AFC are the Titans, the Steelers, and the Chiefs. So, you know, great game. We expected a good game out of these two teams, and that's exactly what we got. Next game we have is going to be between the Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks. Cardinals pull out this win in overtime, 37-34 in a shootout. What a phenomenal game this was. Kyler Murray was on the money, 360 yards passing, three touchdowns, an interception. He also has 67 yards rushing and a touchdown. DeAndre Hopkins does what DeAndre Hopkins does. Ten catches, 103 yards and a touchdown. Larry Fitzgerald, eight catches. So the offense was clicking. The offense was clicking big time, but it's the defense is what stepped up. The defense stepped up to get them that game-winning drive in overtime. Simmons had that interception, and the rest is history, right? For the Seahawks, Russell Wilson, 388 yards passing, three touchdowns, three interceptions. He also had 84 yards on the ground rushing. He's a he's a one-man gang. But the guy of the night was Tyler Lockett. He put up video game numbers. Did you guys see this? 15 catches, 200 yards, three touchdowns. He was He was just all over the place. There's a lot of times where, you know, people are so focused on DK Metcalf that they forget about Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett is an underrated wide receiver. He may be a top 15 receiver in all of football. That's how good he is. But people don't give him his fair due. Why? Because he's not flashy. He's not somebody that's talkative. He just continues to play hard. I just like the way this guy plays. He has moxie. He can be able to go across the middle. He can go deep. There's, there's not a route that he can't run. Now, Seattle, they really need to do something with their defense. Their defense can't stop anybody. And it puts Russell Wilson in such a tough spot because this offense is potent, but if they're not scoring points, the defense can't stop anybody. So they have to continue to put pressure on the opposing team's defense, score points to allow their defense to even have some type of cushion because you know they're going to make a lot of mistakes. They're going to give up some big plays. So I don't know what they're going to have to do to fix this. Maybe they have to get somebody in the trade deadline. But I feel that if they don't fix this defense, it's going to derail them from getting to a Super Bowl. They cannot get to a Super Bowl with this type of defense. They just can't. On Arizona's side, they play hard. I like their team. They have a nice young nucleus. Their defense is pretty solid. You know, they do give up some big plays from time to time, but they have a solid defense. Especially when Chandler Jones comes back next year, they're going to be even better. Kyler Murray is starting to grow into his own. He's starting to look like, you know, possibly an MVP candidate. Is he going to win? No, but he is putting together a nice season. DeAndre Hopkins has made a great difference for him. He has a target that he can trust. Not saying that Christian Kirk is not going to be able to turn into somebody reliable, but DeAndre Hopkins is a top two receiver in all of football. So when you can add somebody like that with a young quarterback, it helps everybody. And you're seeing that. So kudos to the Cardinals. They're a tough team. I like them. Cliff Kingsbury, he is, he's proven himself to be a nice offensive mind. I like the way he has this team working. They're, they're good. They're good. They're really good. They're up and coming. I like what I'm seeing out of Arizona. Next game we have on the list is going to be the Monday night debacle. 
that was between the Rams and the Bears. Rams win this game 24-10, to and it wasn't even that close, honestly. The Rams just completely dominated on both sides of the ball. Offensively, Jared Goff was solid. He had 219 yards passing, two touchdowns. Henderson had 64 yards on the ground. Malcolm Brown, 57 yards on a touchdown. Nobody really did anything spectacular offensively, but they were just solid. All because the defense did all the work. The defense got pressure on Nick Foles. They got pressure on him all night. They beat him up. They intercepted him. They just made him look like a quarterback that didn't belong in the NFL. He had a big struggle, 261 yards passing, two interceptions. He was sacked four times. He was hurried a bunch. Like, it, it was... It was a complete beating. This is a team that's, they're 5-2, and two, but they don't really feel 5-2 and two because they're kind of pretenders, right? They have this good defense, but they're not really that impressive offensively. David Montgomery has not looked impressive. They've drafted him to be the bell cow, and he's, he's not turning out to be a bell cow. 48 yards. On 14 carries, 3.4 yards a carry. Allen Robinson is a good, good, good wide receiver. But is he an elite wide receiver? No. There's nobody on offense that scares you, really. And Nick Foles is just a guy that normally doesn't really make that many mistakes. But when he does make mistakes, he's going to put his team in a bad position and they're going to lose. This is exactly what you saw last night. A lot of mistakes leads to a beatdown. Simple. Breaking news on the trade front in the NFL. Defensive end Everson Griffin on the Dallas Cowboys has been traded to the Detroit Lions for some draft compensation. Listen, I like this move. I like this move for Detroit. They have won two games in a row. They feel that they are in a position to make the playoffs and getting some veteran help. And Everson Griffin is a really good player. He was not a part of the problem that's in Dallas. He just got here. He just got there. But it can be a part of changing it around by this trade, getting some draft compensation, getting some picks so they can be able to replenish the shelf, get some young guys in there, get some hardworking, no ego. They're not coming in with any bad habits. Do that. Get some young guys because the guys that they have here, it's not working. Fire sale time in, in Dallas. But good move for Detroit. I like that. Give Matthew Stafford some help on that defensive side so they can have a chance because offensively, they have a good team. DeAndre Swift, they have Galladay, they got TJ Hawkinson, who I call Gronkinson. So they have some things going there in Detroit, and I, I like to see this. I like to see the fact that they're actually trying to go for it. Other news as well is Des Bryant is back in the NFL officially. The Ravens had him in for a workout. They had planned to sign him, and now they've officially done so, and he's been signed to be on their practice squad, and obviously he's going to make the team eventually. This is big news for Des Bryant. He's been out of the NFL for a while. The last time he was in the NFL, he had got a chance with the Saints, and then he tore his Achilles, so I don't know what he has left because when Des Bryant was on the Cowboys, he could not get separation anymore. There was no burst off the line. There was no physicality from him. We just saw a diminished player. So at age 31, 32, what does he have left? I don't know. Are the Ravens planning to use him underneath? Are they going to use him as a blocking wide receiver? Are they going to use him as like an extra, 
maybe a tight end hybrid. Who knows? But it's a good thing for him to be back in the NFL. I've always been a big Des Bryant fan, obviously because I'm a Dallas fan. But if he can be able to come here, be a veteran, you know, be a mentor to these young guys and tell them, listen, this is what you got to do. This is what you got to do to be good. Don't let this happen. Don't slack off. He can really give back in a way that he never imagined. So kudos to him for working hard, not not giving up on his dream. And now he's back in the NFL with an actual good organization that can be able to put him in a position to possibly win a Super Bowl. So win-win all around. Coming up after the break, who's worse, the Jets or the Cowboys? On a Tuesday, it's all leaving. I am so stressed because I hate my job. Let me guess, you're at a dead-end job and find it hard not to press the snooze button? Well, come down to Connecticut School of Broadcasting. We have campuses in Westbury, New York, Boston, Connecticut, New Jersey, North Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. Develop your skills in broadcast media that include audio production, television, radio, and sports broadcasting. Learn from industry professionals in a small, intimate class setting for a better experience. The hands-on training is second to none. And if you're worried about what to do after graduation, the Connecticut School of Broadcasting helps you to get job placement. Take it from me. It took me seven years to get here, and it's been the best time of my life. Go to GoCSB.com or dial 1-800-887-2346 for a studio tour. And who knows, maybe you'll be the next media superstar. Welcome back, y'all. Imagine a scenario where you have three kids. And one kid ends up, you know, being a lawyer, being a decent civilian, has a family, everything is great, they call you all the time, check on you, and then your other two kids, they're just bums, they don't do anything, they're always in trouble, they're always trying to get their act together, and then they end up falling right back into the same stupid traps that they always fall into. And in your mind, you're saying to yourself, out of the two knuckleheads that I have, who's worse? Who's worse? This is what it feels like watching the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Jets. I've been a fan of both teams. Like I told you, I was a Jets fan and I couldn't take it anymore. And I just went ahead and became a Cowboys fan full time. But I've been a Cowboys fan my entire life. So I have real insider knowledge about who's worse, right? So if we're just going to take this season. Let's just talk about this season first. Who's worse? The Jets are 0-7. The Cowboys are 2-5. Now, by the record, you're going to say, well, the Jets are worse. But here's my thing. The Jets have the hardest schedule in the NFL. Their quarterback has been hurt. Adam Gase is one of the worst coaches in football. They don't have an offensive line. They traded Le'Veon Bell. Excuse me. They released Le'Veon Bell. And they don't really have any offensive pieces. They don't have any wide receivers. They don't have a legit tight end. So who's actually worse, though? The Cowboys lost. Dak Prescott for the season. 
They have Ezekiel Elliott, one of you know a top five, top ten running back in the league. They have probably, arguably, the best wide receiver core talent-wise in the NFL. Their offensive line, when healthy, is probably top seven in the NFL. They're not healthy right now. They're banged up. They have decent defensive pieces. Demarcus Lawrence, Jalen Smith, Leighton Vander Esch. You have some pieces here. So the question is, who's worse? The Cowboys are worse. The reason why the Cowboys are worse is because they have more talent. This is how I break down these two teams. The Jets have no talent. The Cowboys have talent, which means they're worse. And here's what actually really tells me that the Cowboys are worse. The Cowboys don't try on defense. They don't play hard. They get beat over the top. They give up big plays. They don't tackle. I don't see that with the Jets. I had my friend tell me the other day, oh, well, the Jets point differential is one of the worst, if not probably the worst in NFL history at this point. So they don't have any talent. That doesn't mean that they're not trying. It's just that when you have a limit on your talent level, you're not going to be able to compete with teams that are more talented than you. But at least they're trying. They're giving as much effort as they possibly can under the bad circumstances, under bad coaching. But the Cowboys, they changed their coach. Jason Garrett is no longer here. They brought in Mike McCarthy. They have a new defensive coordinator in Mike Nolan. They have a new special teams coordinator in John Fossil. They have these Pro Bowl pieces that have made the Pro Bowl. And yet they're getting torched week in and week out. The Cowboys are worse. I saw a play in the Washington game where Gibson goes up the middle. Nobody touches him. And he just skips through two Cowboys. They get a hand on him and he just goes into the end zone. It was some of the worst effort I've ever seen on a football field. That's why the Cowboys are worse right now. I don't care if they have two wins. They're in a terrible division. They lost to the Washington football team. When you lose to Washington, everybody should go. Everson Griffin just got traded for a sixth-round pick. Expect more moves to come. Don Terry Poe, he's gone. Maybe Jalen Smith, he's gone. Maybe Zeke, he may be gone. Maybe Demarcus Lawrence. He may be gone. The Cowboys are worse right now. Now, if you want to talk about historically, (laughs) historically, it's not close. Cowboys have five Super Bowls. The last Super Bowl they've been to was in the mid-90s. The Jets have never been back to a Super Bowl when they won it in, what is it, 1967 or what it was, 69? They've never been back. Do you understand the level of ineptitude you have to have to not even appear in a Super Bowl? Now, granted, they've seen three AFC Championship games since 1998, right? They had back-to-back AFC title games with Rex Ryan. They couldn't get to the Super Bowl. And then the wheels fell off the bus. So historically, the Jets are worse. Everybody knows that. 
But right now, there's nobody that can tell me that looking at the Jets, how hard they played against the Bills on Sunday, they lost 18 to 10. That was actually a ball game until probably 10 minutes in the fourth quarter when the Bills pull away. But they were competitive. Darnold was, you know, he struggled because they don't have any weapons. But they played hard. They did not give up. They're going against a team that lost two games in a row. And they said, you know what? We may actually be able to steal this game. Let's try to punch them in the mouth. And that's what I saw. On the flip side of that, in Washington, I saw a team get beat down by one of the worst offenses in football. Gibson, who's the running back, his high was 82 yards, period. He's never had any higher than 82 rushing yards. He's a rookie. He had 94 yards in the first half against the Cowboys. They couldn't touch him. It doesn't matter what running back goes against that defense. They're going over 100 yards. Hell, hell, they may go over 170 yards. Nobody tackles. Jalen Smith just looks. Van Der Esch came back. He didn't do much. He tried, but what can you do on a sinking ship when you only have one bucket? Everybody else is just looking around. This is what it feels like. The Cowboys are an embarrassment. We had Jerry Jones come out. He was on a radio show, 105.3, and told the, uh, the, 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 the host to shut up. And then he had to later apologize because the host was asking him tough questions. Yeah, your team sucks. What are you going to do? Where's the accountability? Where's the leadership, Jerry? Where is it? You got players taking shots at your head coach. You just got here. Like, like the head coach is the problem? The players are the problem. Get them out. Fire sale it. Put up a yard sale sign at AT&T Stadium and say, whoever you want, just give me some picks. On the Jets side of it, they got Adam Gase. You will never win with Adam Gase. I don't care what talent you have on the field. Adam Gase will make you lose. So we have two different types of situations, right? You have a good coach with some good players in Dallas that don't play hard, so they're losing. You have no talent in New York and a terrible coach, and they're losing as well. So what's worse? Having talent is worse. Because when you have talent and you don't use it, it's worse than when you don't have it. That's why when kids are in gym class and they can't keep up with the other athletes in the class, the gym teacher doesn't kill that kid. He just says, all right, man, just, just try your best. Try your best to keep up. He doesn't yell at the kid. He doesn't tell him, what are you doing? He just says, listen, you're doing as best you can. Just try to get through it. That's all. That's all I ask. Don't quit. And that's what the Jets are. They don't quit. Cowboys on the other hand, oh, we're down. We're down 15 points. We're going to quit. Oh, we're down seven. We're going to quit. You had Jalen Smith celebrate getting a penalty. Down a bunch of points, you celebrating. Your quarterback gets knocked unconscious. Nobody comes to his help. Nobody responds. Nobody puts a, a, a defensive lineman on the floor or a cornerback on the floor. No fights break out. Everybody's like, hey, well, you know, it is what it is. Who wants to play for a team like this? So like I said, the Cowboys are worse. Even the Jets are going to fight. They're not going to give up. They may not be talented, but they're not going to give up. They're going to fight you. 
I'd rather see a team that fights than a talented team that doesn't try. Give me the Jets. The Cowboys are an embarrassment. And it starts with Jerry Jones. Fix it. On the other side, Chris Johnson, I can't expect you to fix it because you're an idiot. So keep doing what you're doing. And hopefully you can run into Trevor Lawrence if he decides that he wants to come out. Maybe he'll say, oh, man, the Jets have the number one pick. Ah, I don't think I want to come out this year. Maybe I'll come out next year. Or maybe he pulls the Eli Manning and says, don't draft me. Don't draft me. If you draft me, I'm not playing. Or he looks at the Cowboys and says, eh, well, Cowboys. But it's a dumpster fire over there. Why would I want to walk into that situation? I'm going to replace Dak Prescott? Everybody loves Dak. What am I walking into? You ever been on a basketball court and heard somebody say, oh, well, you know, I, I ain't going to really play hard. So, you know, I'm going to just keep it light. And they're actually good. And then you see a guy that doesn't really, he's not that talented. You know, he's just all over the place playing defense, hustling, rebounding, boxing out, blocking shots, locking down this good player. And the good player's looking like, yo, man, you're going too hard. I'm playing basketball. I'm working here. That's exactly what the comparison is. The Jets are the no-talented guy, but they're working hard. The Cowboys are the guy that comes in there, and he has his attitude and his, his arrogant, oh, yeah, you know, I'm all right, man. You know, I'm ranked, or I play in college, so this is just a light workout for me. Get, get out of here. Hit the bricks. You know, break. Cowboys are worse. Coming up after the break, some NBA news. On a Tuesday, it's all even. Yo, yo, what up? It's your boy DJ G Money representing that Flip the Script podcast. But listen, right now I'm listening, I'm tuned in, I'm tapped in to a brand new podcast called the All Even Podcast with my man Barry Grant. Yo, B, what's up, man? Congrats on the new podcast. I'm listening right now, I'm tuned in. Fire, fire, all even. We here, let's go. Welcome back, y'all. So the NBA is really pushing this, huh? They're trying to push for a December 1st training camp and a December 22nd opening night. And look, I said that it's I think is a great idea. Going forward, I think that having the NBA season start in December makes a lot of sense. Now you're hearing a little bit of kickback from certain players. So Danny Green was on a podcast and he said that he hopes that this deal doesn't get finalized for this December start because there's a lot of veteran players that are are not going to play probably for the first month of the season. And he's basically talking about his own situation with the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers have just won an NBA championship. And the Lakers are a veteran team. LeBron James is going into year 18. Dwight Howard, if he comes back, he's he's coming into year 17. You have Danny Green, who's 10-plus years. Rondo's over 10-plus years. There's a lot of guys that have been in the league a long time. And this abbreviated offseason can cause a lot of damage for a veteran team. So my thing is that I like the December start. But is it actually fair to your NBA champions to do this to them? How would Adam Silver feel if LeBron James tore an ACL? 
how would Adam Silver feel if LeBron James tore his Achilles because of this early ramp up? There's no break for these guys. Come on. Like, I get it that, you know, the TV deals are there. You know, there's a lot of money involved trying to rush back. But we're in the midst of a pandemic still. And to say that it's okay for the fans to be back in arenas and closed doors, that's fine. I just, I don't see that as plausible. I really don't. Now, I said going forward, it makes a lot of sense. But for right now, you got to start the season mid-January, start the season in February, and then work your way back from there. You can't, you can't just expect to go back to normal or try to go back to normal right now. We are not in normal times, Adam Silver. We're not. So the TV deals, they got to understand, the TV networks got to understand that this is what it is. You're trying to pigeonhole people back into the, into the arenas? Nah. Nah. Not a good idea. And for the Lakers, I would really have a conference call with Adam Silver. Because you're putting the team at jeopardy, at risk. They're your NBA champions. You can't do this to your NBA champions. You're corrupting your champions of your league. They would have never did this to the Bulls. They wouldn't have did this to Golden State. But here come the Lakers, right? And I'm going to put on my conspiracy theory hat now. The Adam Silva, David Stern conspiracy against the Lakers. Chris Paul, I'm hearing all of these rumblings that, you know, a, a Laker trade is possible, but it's a little difficult to pull off. If they go ahead and start the season in December, a Chris Paul trade can't happen. Because once you have the draft, you need time for those draft picks to be on their rosters before they officially can get traded. Now you're putting that particular trade at risk. Just like how David Stern vetoed the trade 10 years back. Or was it like 12 years back or something? I don't remember. Whatever it was. The same guy... Now you're going to shaft them twice for the same organization. Conspiracy. The Lakers are your NBA champions. Give them some respect. LeBron James is the best player in the league. You're not going to tell him, okay, well, you just played in a bubble for three months. You can go kiss your family for three weeks and then back to work. No. No. Fix it, David Stern. This is not the right move to make right now. I'm not saying that down the line this don't work. I'm saying right now, I don't like it. Danny Green doesn't like it. Rob Palenka doesn't like it. LeBron James doesn't like it. And if LeBron James don't like it, you bets to fix it. In other news, I see some workout pictures and videos for the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant getting it in, getting ready for the season. But, you know, that, that's not the, uh, the part that kind of shocked me. <laughs> Athletes working out or getting ready for the upcoming season. It was Kevin Durant's hair. Did you see that ball spot? Like, he's trying to grow it out. Yo, it just looks bad. I don't understand why this man got all this money and he, <laughs> he still hasn't done something about that wig. What's going on? <laughs> Ah, oh, God. 
Brooklyn is going to be such a circus this year. I can't wait to see it. They remind me of the Clippers. Can't wait. Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. On a Tuesday. It's all even. This is a public service announcement. Down in your luck? Tired of being curved? Sick of going out with the fellas and being the only loser without a lady? Well, I got something for you. It's called Sex Panther. Legend has it that it's made out of real bits of real panther, so you know it's good. To men, it stings the nostrils. But to women, you may as well be a slab of meat in a dog pound. And that's not all it does. You could be getting ready to see that special fox and disaster hits. No money in the budget for gas, only dinner for two. No problem. The fumes from Sex Panther can give your car 38 miles to the gallon. Sold you yet? I thought so. For $69.99, go from unlovable loser to the cock in the walk. Sex Panther. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy. Yeah. We pick candidates on Monday and Friday, and then we pick the winner on that Friday show. Today's Tuesday, so our first candidate will be today. May I have the drum roll, please? And the winner is Pat Riley, president of the Miami Heat, former head coach of the New York Knicks, Miami Heat, and Los Angeles Lakers. Pat Riley's my dummy yeah. because he said that the Lakers NBA championship should come with an asterisk. <laughs> of course, Pat Riley would say this. Pat Riley is a sore loser. He's always been. He was a sore loser when he was in New York, realized that he couldn't get over the hump, and he left in the middle of the night. Sent his resignation in via fax. This all stems from LeBron James being in Miami, them having some success, two titles in four years, four straight NBA finals, and LeBron James shunning him and going back to Cleveland. They had a falling out when they were in Miami because I guess Pat Riley was trying to motivate him or tell him that he has to be better. And LeBron James didn't really like that. So he ended up leaving. Ended up winning a championship in Cleveland while Miami just fluttering in the wind. So the Lakers end up beating Miami in the NBA Finals. And now it has to come with an asterisk. So, let's now play devil's advocate. Say Goran Dragic was healthy, everybody else was healthy, and the Lakers don't have Avery Bradley, and the Heat end up beating the Lakers in six or seven games. Are we giving the Heat an asterisk? No, no, no. Everybody, oh, but the Heat, they, they played so hard, and, they, you know, they, they had to overcome the odds. They weren't even the favorites in the East, and they, they pulled off the impossible. Lakers beat the doors off of the Heat. It's an asterisk. When the Spurs won the lockout season NBA title against the Knicks, of all teams, nobody said anything about an asterisk. When Jordan won his, when the Lakers had injuries to James Worthy and Byron Scott, nobody said nothing about that. 
But let the king get a championship. Everybody wants to go, oh, it's an asterisk. It's, it's, it's a, it was fixed. It was rigged. Pat Riley, you should know better than that. You of all people need to understand that LeBron James is the best player in the world. You lost to the best player in the world. Ain't no shame in that. Ain't no shame in that. Even if LeBron James was 50%, you still would have lost. You know why? Because you have a college basketball team. They're, they're talented. They're, they're hardworking. But listen, they punched over their weight. They beat up those soft bucks. They beat up on the Celtics. And they ran into a bulldozer named LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Pat Riley. Pat Riley. Pat Riley coached the Knicks and left to go to Miami in the heat of the night. You can't trust anything that Pat Riley says. Nothing that comes out of Pat Riley's mouth should have any type of credibility. This guy, this guy looks like a used car salesman. <laughs> Snake oil salesman with his hair slicked back. Old ass man. Stop doing that. You're not that guy anymore. Look like a pimp. <laughs> Talk about asterisk. Anybody talk about your championships with the Lakers having asterisk? Huh? But a minute you lose, and you lose to LeBron James, if it if it would have been the Clippers, if it would have been the Nuggets, if it would have been any other team, those words would not have left your mouth. You would have said, yeah, listen, you know, if my guys were there, maybe the outcome would have been different. Because that's what he said. Oh, well, you know, I, I, I retract my statement. I don't, I don't mean to say it was an asterisk, but... If my guys were healthy, we push it to a seventh game and probably we lose. You still lose, though. So what does it matter? Crying over spilled milk. Pat Riley looks like the guy that comes to your house and sells you Amway. <laughs> he looks like the guy that sells you life insurance at your door. Come on, man. There's nothing you can take that this guy says seriously. Really. He's a great builder, great basketball mind. But once he starts to open his mouth, I don't want to hear anything anymore. It's wah, 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 wah. I don't care. Asterisk. You lost. You lost, Rock. You lost. Every fight I got you. Come on, man. What are we, what are we talking about here? And you know what's crazy? The, the fact that he apologized. He knew that if he went back to L.A. and he didn't apologize, he was going to get booed vociferously. <laughs> Pat Riley's like, you know what? Let me let me let me apologize because you know I I I do have history there. They do love me. Now we used to love you until that comment. Don't be throwing shots at the king. Your time is up. It's LeBron James time now. <laughs> Pat Riley looks like an injury attorney. <laughs> Just quit it, man. Be better. Be better. So Pat Riley, there's no asterisk next to your name for you being a loser. But you're possibly a winner for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this week. I'll see you guys on Friday. Until then, stay safe. Stay cool. Peace. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on SoundCloud. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to share, like, and hit that subscribe button.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.